Ryan and Nick tonight. I promise we won't talk baseball anymore, Ryan. After what just happened to you, Good. we won't even talk about it. Just that's it. No more baseball tonight. That is the rule. If you don't know what happened, it doesn't matter. You have to go back and listen on the podcast because it is. And I just found out how much you lost too. I am not. I, I won't bring it up. Hey, we can talk about the Suns. The Suns made additions today. They've rounded out that roster. Look, we knew that throughout all of this, Phoenix had, I mean, they've got no, They are paying over $30 million to four different guys. Four. Everybody forgets about DeAndre Ayton's contract too, which I'm them. I'm still looking to move that and try to get yourself a little more like legit depth on this roster. Damian Lee's back, or they signed him. It's the other lead that they don't have anymore. Chemeze Metu, uh, Keita Bates Chop, Drew Eubanks from the uh, Trailblazers, Josh Akoji, and I actually do like this move. Yuda uh, Wan- Wan- is what is it? Wananabe? I can't even say his name. It's been such a long week. Yeah, Yuda Wananabe. Uh, right. Yeah, great three-point shooter. Shot 44% from three. But, like, this is kind of what this Suns team is going to have to be. If you've got all your money committed to three or four guys, and we saw this years ago with the Heat, right, when they really started this whole let's have a top-heavy big three when LeBron and Chris Bosh went there. But when they did that, you had some depth that still kind of fit, guys that fit, like, this is a lot of role players and a Suns team that you better hope stays healthy. And uh, Bradley Beal does not stay healthy. Kevin Durant now is not staying healthy anymore at this point in his career. So you better hope that you got guys that can step in and play some significant time because if you can't, they're not even going to have a chance to compete for a title because they will be a second round and out team at best with an injury depleted roster. Yeah, that's what worries me a little bit. You know, I mean, if this team could just kind of, I'm not saying... Uh, you know, completely like the regular season doesn't matter for Phoenix, but it does matter for Phoenix yeah. because you definitely want to finish as a top five, top four seed out West. Right. And you have to have good enough role players where if you have a guy, I mean, if your team is built around Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, and you know that those guys probably aren't going to play, you know, 70 to 82 games, you need good enough role players for those load management games where they could go out and win some games because you don't want to be a six or seven seed because I don't think this team uh, would be able to win the finals like that, especially if you have to see Denver early on. But, uh, man, it just comes down to, like, win 48 to 52 games, stay healthy, get into the playoffs, and who knows what could happen if you have Beal, Booker, and Durant fully available. But I don't love this roster, man. And even the year, I mean, you brought up Mm -hmm. Miami. Like, that first year for Miami, they got bounced in the finals by Dallas. You know, they were actually kind of a letdown in the regular season. The Bulls were the number one seed that year. And it was because they didn't really have the depth. Year two, after they got bounced in the finals, that's when they were able to sign more guys on the veteran minimum, guys that were looking to, you know, chase rings. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of how it's going to be for Phoenix, you know. I, I don't think that they win the finals this year. I don't have them above Denver, but injuries do happen. Mm-mm. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, they're doing what they can right now with this roster for sure. Yeah, the Nuggets are the favorites to win the West. No surprise, a plus 225 bet MGM. And then the Suns are in there next at 3-1. to one. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it. Not right now. And it doesn't mean that I don't love those, like, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and even Bradley Beal. I think Beal now is a number three. This is a great spot for him. That's a lot of guys, though, that need to get shots. It's a lot of guys out there that you're going to have to make sure get involved. There's only one ball to go around. But that being said, I just... I don't trust the fact that you've got multiple stars that are injury prone and you're expecting this team at six to one to win the title. I don't, one, there's not enough value in that price anyway, too. I think it's a waste of money. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't think like I'm actually more confident in, in, in the Lakers. I, I really would. The Lakers right now are 15 to one to win the title. 
They just signed Torian Prince, re-signed Rui a few minutes ago, three for 54, just added Gabe Vincent, three for 33. You know he can knock down shots. And they also just added Cam Reddish. They've got depth. This is a team that had the best record in the NBA after the trade deadline when they completely retooled that roster, throw out the number seven that was next to them in the playoffs. They weren't a seven seed. I understand once they got to the conference finals, the Nuggets worked them. But I like the Lakers and their roster a lot more than what the Phoenix Suns have to offer right now. They're going to re-sign Austin Reeves. Now, D'Angelo Russell, I get it. He was bad in the playoffs. But the regular season, at least, if he can kind of find that rhythm and not play horribly in the playoffs next year, I know it's a long way off, but that's somebody that actually helped that offense. He's a turnstile defensively. He can't stop anybody, anybody whatsoever. He doesn't help them defensively, but he does help them offensively. The Lakers are going to be a deep team. Their biggest issue was shooting before. They have addressed that. They addressed it at the deadline. They've addressed it more right now. But what we know is it comes down to Anthony Davis's health and LeBron James's health. That's the most important thing. But I have more confidence in this Lakers roster, and I think that's a better bet at 15-1 to 1 to win the title if you're picking a team out of the West and looking for something between the Lakers and the Suns than the Suns at 6-1 to 1 with this G League team that they've got assembled behind their big four that they've got. Yeah, because of price and, you know, they do play more defense. They're one of the better defensive teams in the Western Conference. But, man, for me, they're a big stay away as well. And I love LeBron, obviously. When Anthony Davis is right and he's on the floor, he's one of the better players, obviously, you know, especially on the defensive end. The problem is, mm -hmm. is he going to be healthy for a playoff run? I think they're probably like a 48-50 win team if LeBron is back. Um, but, yeah, they're a stay away, even at that price right now for me. Yep. Uh, the Lakers. But yeah, they'll be a fun regular season team. I guess if I had to choose between the two teams, I would go with Phoenix. Uh, but you know how I always feel about these super teams. A couple of years ago, I was all in on Brooklyn. Uh, it's just like, man, I mean, the ceiling is, is obviously really high if they're able to stay healthy, but that's mm -hmm. just such a big mm -hmm. if. And for the Lakers, LeBron's going to be another year older. I don't expect there to be a huge drop off, but Problem with the West, man, these young teams. Like, Denver's young. Jamal Murray and, and Jokic aren't even 27 years old yet. You know, the Pelicans, if they're able to stay healthy and Zion comes back and you pair him with Brandon Ingram with all that depth, and they're able to bring back Herb Jones, which is huge. I like Trey Murphy a lot. I like them more because of the depth. We'll see about Sacramento. Uh, you know, they bring back Harrison Barnes. That was their big, I guess, just signing, uh, bringing him back this year. But I just feel like these old teams I want nothing to do with. And I would look more towards, you know, even Dallas. I, I feel like I like Dallas more. We'll see if, uh, you know, Kyrie and Luka with a full offseason looks any better than it did. We got ourselves a Woj bomb. Here it is. The first shoe is dropped in Houston. Three years, $130 million. Fred Van Vliet is going to be a Houston Rocket. There it is. The Houston Rockets will now have a veteran point guard to lead the way with that young team and Ime Udoka, who's going to go in and teach that team how to play defense, whether they like it or not. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is probably out of there. But you're going to have Jalen Green that's going to get you buckets if they can just corral his shot selection a little bit. Uh, they've got a lot. Look, there is a lot, of, a lot of talent that they've drafted over the last three years high in the lottery. And now you're adding Fred Van Vliet. I think Dylan Brooks is going to be next there. The Houston Rockets go from a team that was tank, tank, tank to a team that could be maybe at least in contention for the play-in tournament as soon as next year. Yeah, man, for sure. Now I really like the win total over. I do think that they could be a play-in team. You get a veteran point guard, a guy that won an NBA championship, played in the finals, knocked down some really big shots, could run the offense. 
you have a great coach in Udoka. This team's going to play more defense now. Uh, I think they're going to be a fun regular season team. You know, I, I mean, I think that they can be a play-in team. I'm a little surprised. Now you've, now if you're able to bring in a guy like Dylan Brooks, I know a lot of people will laugh at that, but he's a really good, solid defender. And, uh, man, just like that, the Rockets, they're a sneaky team. The West just continues to get better. Then you look at the East, and it's just, oh, it's Boston. It's Milwaukee. Cleveland yep. will be fun again this year. But, man, the West is so loaded right now. The East feels more top-heavy still with, like, the teams that you expect with the Celtics and the Bucks. I, I can't put the Sixers there now. Uh, and I don't know where – like, now you can rule Houston out for James Harden. So maybe they work this thing out and they keep Harden when it's all said and done in Philadelphia. They smooth things over and give them enough money when they realize that they can't get Dame. Uh, Kyrie's off the board. Fred Van Vliet's off the board now. So that's a lot of options that could have been there for Philadelphia one way or another that now can't happen. So maybe this becomes a situation they've fixed that. But, yeah, the West is now at the point where you've got a lot more, a lot more parity where, yes, Denver is the best team. They should have won the title. That's the team that was not only just had the most talent, but they had depth. They had great coaching. They were a championship team. You'll look at that roster differently. But there's a lot of other – like, people still aren't going to rule out the Warriors. And I'm not going to totally rule out the Warriors, at least to be competitive in the playoffs, because of the Golden State Warriors. The Clippers could go out and get Harden. That could totally change things. They don't need Harden because if you actually have have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for an entire playoff run, that's a team that a couple years ago did go to the Western Conference Finals. So the Clippers are still involved in this. And then if Ja can come back and be focused on basketball, the Grizzlies could take that next step. Maybe they just need a little bit more maturity and just a little time to grow and have a, that's a learning experience from them. Like there's a lot of teams in the West right now that you can look at and say, they've at least got a shot to make some noise in the playoffs. There are far fewer teams that I feel that way in the Eastern Conference where it's making the West that much more, like you don't have, I feel like as many dominant teams in the West as we used to, but you've got more parity. Yeah, for sure. You know, maybe the Pacers will be a fun, like, sneaky little team. I like Halliburton a lot. I actually but, like uh, them. I like the Pacers this year. Yeah, I like the Pacers. Yeah, and I like the Bruce Brown signing, man. And, I, you know, really quick going back to Fred Van Vliet. Also, this is awesome because you've already won your NBA title, right? And now you get three years. You get the bag. You get $130 million. And in three years, I mean, you still got a couple years left. Probably not in your prime, but... If you want to go and ring chase, you could join another contender. Or who knows, maybe Houston actually builds something with Udoka and all these young guys. That's exciting, though. Man, the West is exciting. And the league's better than it's ever been. Because growing up, hell, even like five, six years ago, everybody was so sick of just Cleveland, Golden State every single year. Now there's so much parity in this mm-hmm. league. You have young and up-and-coming teams with all these great young players, some that we haven't even seen play yet, like uh, you know Chet Holmgren and like, obviously – uh, well, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of this, you know, this rookie class as right. well. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. And you know, the Thunder are a team we haven't even mentioned, and that's a team that could be a five or a six seed this coming season, right? Like they're, you're a playing team. You're kind of overachieved last year. And now the goal is not going to be just to, and not that they were tanking before, but obviously they were just piling up assets after asset, after asset. And they still have a lot of picks and a lot of young players. And the Thunder could be a team. I know we got a long way for this. The next three to four years, they could be the best team in the Western Conference. Like, that's where the evolution of this could go because of just incredibly smart front office personnel drafting well, uh, piling up these assets because they know we're not going to get free agents. They know that we're not going to go out there and get a star unless we make a trade. But if Chet Holmgren can work out with Shea Gilgis-Alexander there, 
Kaysen Wallace was a great pickup in the draft this year for them. Obviously, Josh Giddy. Like, this is a young team that's got a lot of potential moving forward. And that just adds to more of that depth in the West. Where, yeah, the Thunder aren't going to be. They're not a title contender yet. Dude, like, if you could find, I mean, I don't know what their win. Like, I can't wait for the win totals to come out for some of these teams. Because I'm fascinated yeah. where it's going to look. All right, we'll see if there's any more Woj bombs in the next five minutes. It's BetMGM tonight.